Welcome to the Green Wisdom Health Podcast with Dr. Stephen and Janet Lewis, where you will learn about natural solutions to common ailments. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. Stephen and Janet Lewis. Hello and welcome to this week's show. I'm Janet Lewis. And I'm Dr. Lewis. And we are Green Wisdom Health, and we are here to help you with your health goals. We have a very exciting show today. It is called If Laxatives Are a Major Food Group. I made that up. That's pretty good (laughs) because there's so many people taking them. I do want to mention one exciting feature, though, we've uh, done to our website, which if you guys have been following along with us, and I apologize for all the glitches we've had along the way, but uh, typical growing pains hurt sometimes. Uh, (laughs) We are getting everything lined out. Our new website is greenwisdomhealth.com. And on that, you can now purchase your lab panels yourselves. Uh, We've gone through and we've actually figured out what featured labs Dr. Lewis would like to have or see on you so that you don't have to go through the whole list of different panels. Of course, you can always pick out what you want. But on the featured panels, Dr. Lewis has included um, the consultation supplement recommendations. There's a functional medicine report and um, and the lab. So we've bundled it all together, made it very low cost. Uh, there's about five he really likes there. So take a look on our website under the lab panels tab when you get a chance. We're pretty excited about it. That's been a long time coming, and we are going to have some other fun stuff coming as well. So stay tuned. But in the meantime, Dr. Lewis, can you tell us about why there are so many people needing laxatives and what's going on with our colon health that we can't go on our own anymore. Well, that, you know, it's a pretty multifaceted answer. And I think it gives a whole new meaning to people that are obsessive, compulsive, or anal about things. Because sometimes the, uh, the, the way you look at things mentally can actually contribute to that. Stay all tied up. Uh, and there's many, many reasons. And, and Janet and I made a podcast quite a while ago, started about gut health and We'd gotten down to bile salts, which I'm going to talk about. But constipation is a really, really bad thing. And there's so many possible answers. Now, I think probiotics are really important. And you have to realize taking one capsule of probiotics, and some of them out there are not any good at all, uh, it's hard to overwhelm trillions and trillions and trillions of bad bacteria, yeast, fungus, and viruses. So it's best if you learn to brew your own and take good probiotic supplements. Um, The other thing you've got to realize, if you get good GI health just to fix constipation, these probiotics can actually uh, alter genetic expression and increase the ability of your body to become more of what it can be and can uh, suppress a lot of the genes that can cause cancer and other things. Uh, if you want to get real technical, read the book, The Microbiome Diet. It's really good. Uh, but constipation uh, can be one thing or a combination of many things, like the bad bug, bugs in the gut. They actually put out toxins, and they sort of intoxicate or paralyze some of the nerve-to-muscle function. Um, it's very important to have good bile flow, good bacteria, because if you don't, once your 
bile is excreted and it's changed the uh, estrogen and estrogen-mimicking chemicals from a 4 and 16 hydroxy pathway down to a 2, which is the safer estrogens. If you don't have the good probiotics there, it'll reabsorb into the lining of the small and large intestine and can go back to the bad form of estrogen and is a major contributor to cancer. And if that is happening, most people are also constipated. It's usually also a lack of digestive enzymes, hydrochloric acid being the main one. And most people say, well, I have too much acid. Most people have too much alkali. They both burn. Um, The other thing is food allergies that cause inflammation in the gut lining, which causes uh, impaired function, which is not just gluten, but it can be gluten. Gluten's like four to 40 times more common than it used to be because of the way they've hybridized wheat, etc., and the way we um, fertilize the NPK actually causes the plants to grow too fast and they put out more protein. And people say, protein's good. No, because the protein is gluten. Uh, Most of us have uh, nutrient deficiencies, magnesium being the number one. Uh, And it depends on what research you read. Some say a third of the population is deficient. Some of the government websites say that generally we only get 40% of the magnesium that we need. And uh, I've read other good, solid research that says 94% of us are severely deficient. Uh, People that take antacids, which are usually calcium-based, or just take calcium for strong bones, which is not true, folks. I don't recommend straight calcium. But the calcium will constipate you because calcium actually helps the muscles tense up. And magnesium acts in conjunction to balance calcium, and if you're low in magnesium, magnesium relaxes uh, the muscle wall. It relaxes the wall of the arteries, so better blood flow, lower blood pressure in some cases. So magnesium is, I think, where it's at as far as nutritional deficiencies. Uh, First place to start. And then you've got to say, the processed food's terrible. You know, if it comes out of a box and it's full of flour, you're asking for not just constipation, but for GI and bowel problems. Um, cheeses can do it, although digestive enzymes, which we'll talk about, can help if it's a good cheese, not the hydrogenated oil uh, mimicking cheese. Bread, sugars, alcohol. God, I hate to say that. What? But that's liquid. Well, how is that constipating? See, he's he's clueless. He doesn't know. I'm not, he's trying. To, he's trying to defend it. I'm not gonna stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do much of it really. But uh, I guess it's just very drying. Well, you know the the barley and the rye and the hops. Uh, so beer's probably not the best alcohol, although a good dark beer. <laughs> can be good. Uh, a stress reducer. <laughs> we'll move past that one. <laughs> Help you relax your anal sphincter, I guess. Um, <laughs> God, you get me off off track. Um, for for gut health, uh, lack of B complex, which which is all of us pretty much, and and that's because the food processing takes it out. Uh, not that there's a lot in our food anyway, uh, and. It, 
antibox do that birth control pills and the sugar that i mentioned antacids uh, that all leads to inflammation and inflammation leads to uh poor bowel function it's really 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 common uh, some say as much as 30 percent of the population is constipated it's like i don't know i think it's probably higher than that or maybe we just see that in our percentage is higher than that but uh, so think about changing your diet and one of the best things you can do to change it is add fresh fruits and vegetables because they're full of fiber our body's not designed to break down fiber so it goes further down and then the good probiotics begin to eat on the fiber and begin to live so you can take probiotics which i suggest you do but if you don't have fiber in there they don't have a home to live in so you know think uh that and some of these neurotoxic substances that i talk about from the bad bacteria and candida um, they can contribute or create things like depression panic attacks anxiety ooh, attention deficit disorder and people say all the time brain fog i have brain fog so you have to think if you do something to your body it needs to be good because sooner or later most people will say i'm glad i did or i wish i had and i talked to a young lady just a while ago kelly from oklahoma she's sweet her and her husband uh, they they stay pretty much on track and they're just so consistent and so concerned about their health. And then I had a long conversation with Pete up in Missouri. Well, geez, he's been doing our stuff for like four years. And he said, well, what about this and what about that? I'm sorry to bother you. It's like, I love talking to Pete. Pete, you can call me anytime you want, man. But he's consistent. That's the key. Uh, and he's gotten some really good results. So when you talk about the bile, uh, it's it's really an alkaline soap, so, so to speak, and it's stored in your gallbladder and it concentrates. And people say, but I don't have a gallbladder. It's like, well, just because they took out the offending part doesn't mean you still don't have a digestive issue. So you want to work on the bile. If you don't have a gallbladder, digestive enzymes are even more important Um it creates all kinds of chemical reactions, and, you know, that's a good thing. Uh, the alkaline bile and the bicarbonate actually is secreted by the pancreas. Uh, <clears throat> so if the contents of the stomach is not very acid, which is very, very common, again, when I see people's chloride on their lab, and it's on the lower end, I know they're not able to produce enough hydrochloric acid. And then the digestive enzymes uh, make a huge, huge difference. And so it low stomach acid, when it hits the bile, it doesn't have that chemical reaction. So no magical digestion, so to speak. And then you can't really liberate the nutrients out of the food. And again, our food doesn't have that many nutrients in it. And that's why I'm a big proponent of supplements, good supplements. Uh, so if you spend the extra money on 
organic or grass-fed or pasture-raised, you know, some of the better food, it would be, I think, a very wise choice for you to make sure you have enough digestive enzymes so you get more bang for the buck that you spent. Um, well, I have a question. Um, you know, the people that stay on a uh, laxative all the time, is that a is that a healthy thing to do to constantly need some sort of a laxative or is there a certain kind of laxative that you would recommend that would be healthy that the colon won't get addicted to? Uh, you know, there's a lot of things you can read about laxatives are not good. And there's, you know, the one, uh, I don't want to name the brand, but it's a, a kind of an offshoot of antifreeze and you can read about it on the internet if you want to. These propylene glycol. Yeah, I was going to ask you what's the ingredient in that they need to read on the bottle to stay away from. Uh, I wouldn't take it, but it the reason it works is because it gathers moisture, and then more moisture in the bowel creates a better ability to have a bowel movement. Well, magnesium creates moisture and draws moisture, so why not take magnesium that's non-toxic and your body needs anyway? Yes, you can get dependent and... I asked a good gastroenterologist one time, I said, well, would it be better that they're hooked on laxatives, which is not necessarily a good thing, or be chronically constipated and have a greatly increased chance of colon cancer? He said, okay, you got a good point. Uh, pooping is very, very, very important. And I know Janet's famous for a train story because when I talk to people, people say, I was having the greatest bowel movement this morning. I was thinking about Janet. I know it makes me hesitant to tell it anymore because I'm not <laughs> sure what my face associated with that picture. <laughs> Maybe they hadn't seen your face. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> Just yes, hear my voice. Some of the natural laxatives, you know, I've, years, and I've had a bad GI tract, so I understand this personally. Uh, Senna and Cascara are harsh, harsh, harsh. I personally think they shouldn't be used much, and certainly not every day. I don't think that's a good thing. Our favorite one here, and we have several different choices, is called Super Aloe by Orthomolecular, and it's 450 milligrams of Cape Aloe. And people say, but I'm taking Cape Aloe. Well, you know, folks, when they get these raw materials, they're not all the same quality. Some are contaminated and some are not uh, i've got a patient who says yeah my daughter works for this particular company and they get crates of stuff coming down the conveyor belt that says rejected by another company that has more integrity because it's either not strong enough or it's contaminated and some companies encapsulate it and sell it to you so you know know who you're dealing with don't get it off amazon it's not that you can't get good stuff off Amazon, but you have a much higher chance of getting something that's adulterated or actually counterfeited. So be careful there. Um, I think Janet looked like she had a question there or a statement. Well, you know, the other thing, and, and we had a patient the other day, I just wanted to tell this really quickly. Um, people take laxatives for constipation, and this man had been doing that for a very long time. And we wound up putting him on a very strong probiotic. We have one that's a hundred billion probiotic. But it's probably made at 200 billion. We don't really know about that one. They make them at stronger than what they say. 
And I told him to take, um, you know, well, it, it was, it's actually a 50 billion, but I told him to take two. So I told him to take a hundred a day. Mm -hmm. So he came in the other day and he said, man, he goes, I don't need a laxative anymore. And I said, Oh, I said that, uh, probiotics working for you. And he said, I take four of those a day. I'm take, I said, you're taking 200 per day. He said, yes. And he said, am I overdoing it? No. Because you can't overdose on probiotics. Now, there will be a time when he don't need that much of it because he'll be building up the good bacteria in his gut, making his colon go better on its own. So it's not about taking a laxative and shoving it through because you're really not breaking down everything. You're just shoving it through. Um, it's best to do something that makes the gut do it on its own. So as he builds good bacteria in the gut, then the body starts getting rid of the fecal matter like it's supposed to and he absorbs the nutrition from it so that that is the difference between doing you know digestive enzymes which you know we're a big proponent of ortho digestive because it helps break the foods down and then you do the probiotic with it and and then you have a um, cycle there of health and passing things through naturally instead of like i said shoving it through with a big stick yeah, there's a difference between fixing the symptom versus fixing the underlying cause. And that's why I ramble so much, and hopefully you're getting something out of it. Uh, some of the things you have to consider if maybe you don't have good bile function, which if you go back to the previous podcast, we talked about that it would be, you know, start with hydrochloric acid and some of the other things like amylase and pancreatic substance, et cetera, et cetera. When you don't have good bile flow, I want you to understand, please, that the fat you eat, even if it's healthy fat like uh, coconut and walnut and butter, it can make you gain body fat. It can make you feel nauseous. Oh, the beginning of a gallbladder problem. Uh, itchy, believe it or not. And skin issues like uh, acne and rashes. And I just talked to somebody about that. Like, well, go back. It's always go back to the gut. Go back to the gut. Uh, so, or gassy and bloated and belching and all that kind of stuff. And that's real common to see on our health surveys. We get several every week and quite a few over the weekend. So, think about the bile flow. We can help you with that. And then that begins to allow the body to begin to heal itself. And there are some whole foods that you can eat so you don't think, hey, they're just trying to make me take some pills to make everything go. There are things you can do to help things move through better, like uh, chia seeds and berries and almonds and cauliflower, beans, green beans, uh, broccoli and Brussels sprouts, things that have a lot of fiber to them. The only Brussels sprout I've ever eaten that was good was wrapped in bacon. Everything that's wrapped in bacon is good. Well, when I go to Janet's dad's house, you know, I wrap stuff in bacon and tell his wife it's possum or armadillo. And she says, I've gotten where I don't care. It tastes good. And she never knows what I may bring. Um, well, what about fermented foods? They're very healthy too. the colon as well. Correct. Yeah, I just told Pete from Missouri, he's like, oh, he was talking about probiotics. And I said, you need to learn to brew your own, and especially for his 11-year-old child. And I have not brewed my own. So, Janet, one of the things I might like for Christmas is some kit to learn to brew our own probiotics. Is that not like a vacuum cleaner then? <laughs> no, no, I think that'd be a good thing. I've got two different beer brewing kits, and I've never brewed beer. So I guess I need to learn to brew probiotics. First, um, 
And in the meantime, until you can make your own, you could eat sauerkraut and pickles, which are two of my favorite things. And don't get the pasteurized sauerkraut because that kills the good bacteria. So on the jar, it actually says that there's a difference. How how do they know it's pasteurized or not? Well, it, it'll say that. And, you know, one time Janet and I went to the health food store and we we got everything they had that had probiotics in it. And it said, with many probiotics. Well, yeah, okay, folks. The bragging point is how many's in it. So if it says many, they're not enough to brag about. And one of the fermented foods said one billion of Saccharomyces boulardii, which is a yeast, they call it a prebiotic yeast, that actually adheres to the bad bacteria and carries it on through the system. And it said a billion. I said, well, okay, well, they're bragging about a billion. Our capsules are five billion. Um, And we have it in some of our probiotics that's in with the good bacteria, too. And, you know, it's interesting about probiotics. You can, you know, it takes a minimum of three months to start inoculating the gut with them. But if you kill, if you do a round of antibiotics, how long is the time frame on that where it takes it to to regrow again in the gut? Well, there's, you know, all kinds of articles that say different things. I've read as little as two months you can re-inoculate your gut. But I read one that says it takes you 10 years to re-inoculate your gut and heal your gut 50%. No, it's actually 9.7 years to heal your gut 50%. So it's a continuous effort. It's not like it's a destination. It's just a journey toward better and ever-increasing health. And you can get there because you're going to say, I wish I did, or I'm glad it or I'm glad I did, or wish I had of, so might as well say, hey, I'm glad I did. And you know, in one of the very inexpensive products that people take many times for constipation is magnesium. We sell the holy heck out of magnesium, uh, and there's different ones for different people. And I've had a lot of people, back when I was practicing chiropractic real hard and heavy, and they'll say, Doc, I feel so good. I don't need to be adjusted as much. They said, you're going to run yourself out of business. I said, well, I'm seeing 50 people a day, so I'll go fishing if I run myself out of business. Don't worry about it. And just keep taking the stuff. Magnesium's an incredible thing. You just have to kind of tailor it to uh, what that particular person needs. I know. I think it's, I think we sell a bottle of magnesium citrate. I think it's like $13 and something. And literally, if you take enough of that, it will make you go to the bathroom. Plus, it's does like over 300 other functions in the body. So, yeah, just in the brain itself. Eliminate constipation and get smart all at the same time and help yourself sleep because that's really kind of what it does. So, um, there are some additional tips for constipation to help you do it uh, effectively, like modifying your diet. You need to remove all the sources of gluten. You need to make sure that uh, things that are common sources of, of gluten are like wheat, barley, rice, felt, and other grains that will lock everything up and you won't go well. Avoid artificial sweeteners, especially uh, excess sugar like fructose. The chemical additives, uh, MSG, big one. Uh, not And I'm going to say this very quietly in front of Dr. Lewis, but avoid excessive amounts of caffeine. Because it's really bad for your colon. I just took a big draw on my coffee right then. (laughs) But he drinks lots of water, too. So don't let him fool you. I bathe in water. Doesn't that count? (laughs) Well, and that was my next step. 
Make sure you stay well hydrated with fresh, pure water. And it's more than just taking a bath. It's actually drinking it. And when you're speaking of fresh, pure water, make sure you get the kind that's reverse osmosis, the filtration system on it, not some of the brands that say they're spring water that actually are coming out of places you wouldn't drink anything from. It'll say on the bottle on the bottle itself, reverse osmosis filtration. That's what you're looking for because it's the cleanest water you can drink to get chemicals. Um, make sure you're exercising every day. That's a very important part of colon health. Uh, there are actually some uh, yoga poses you can do to help colon um motility help things move through a little easier if you're got low back problems or whatever look them up online because you guys are good at googling yeah uh, now that we're uh associated in some degree with the three times mr missouri and of course he looks really good buffed up it's like dad coming i feel guilty because i don't exercise and he exercises like crazy and it's like well you look good for 55 because you look about 30 so there you go it's also interesting that antidepressants and antacids and blood pressure medications can also contribute to constipation. So if you can't figure out why your colon doesn't work like it's supposed to and you're on any of those things, that might be a reason why. And we're not telling you to stop them. No. We're just telling you that you might need a little extra assistance if you're going to take those, um, those, those, uh, for, for colon health. And you also want to make sure that you address any kind of emotional issues because, um, unfortunately, for some of us, when we have emotional issues going on, we lock down the colon and we don't go to the bathroom because we're not going to go until we get it solved. Well, sometimes you need to address the emotional issue or at least take enough stuff to help it pass through without your mind stopping it. Have you got more to tell us about? Uh, Well, I can always talk. (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know, we were talking about bile and uh, dietary fat. And, you know, one of the things, if you don't have right bile and dietary fat deficiencies, I have this, you know, I have a lot of uh, vegans that are fat deficient that'll create, it can create unstable blood sugar uh, and over-reliance on carbohydrates for energy, which generally will lead to high cholesterol and diabetes. Uh, it contributes to low levels of the HDL, the good cholesterol. Uh, it Bad diet uh, or, or less fat than you need can contribute to hormonal imbalances and the retention of body fat. And weaken libido, those that say, oh, I don't have a libido anymore. It's like, well, I'm sorry, because um, it's not supposed to go away when you're 30 or 35. That's not normal. Uh, and I hear that kind of commonly, unfortunately. And I do have to follow up here with the train story because there are many people new to our podcast since uh, we've changed our name. And uh, we're on the Business Radio uh, Innovators Radio Network. So I want to make sure that anyone new out there gets to hear the train story because this is all about constipation and you just can't pass it up. So if you people out there are eating three meals a day, There should be three meals that come through. If you have a train that has three cars on it and they go through a tunnel, how many should come out on the other side? I hope you said three because that's the right answer. And if your trains are not coming out with as many meals a day as you're eating, then where have your cars gone? 
they are still stuck inside your body and they are not going anywhere. And all of that leaches out to organs and makes those organs weak. So that's why we're all about teaching today about uh, laxatives and getting things to move because we want to make sure that your trains come through the tunnel on a timely basis. You should, should be going within about 30 minutes to an hour after each meal. And if you're thinking out there, yeah, well, I've never done that, so that's not, they're, you're not talking to me. I am talking to you. Just because you've never done it doesn't make it right. Yeah, some people say it's normal. It's like, that's not normal. It's common. There's a difference. Right. It just means you've never had a great functioning colon, but you can change that. And if you will start with just that gut health and get your trains moving through the tunnel, you will see all kind of issues clear up, especially brain fog, anxiety, depression. Uh, because all of that is where it starts. So I want to make sure you all realize, get your trains moving, whatever it takes, magnesium, aloe, digestive enzymes, probiotics, eat better. You need some things that actually make that go. Dr. Lewis, do you have final thoughts for us? (laughs) Well, you know, you were talking about depression and anxiety and brain fog, which we get on our health surveys quite often, and how intricately connected it is to your digestion, whether it's constipation or diarrhea or uh, how it alternates. Does that mean your head is really intimately connected to your colon? Well, actually, your thyroid kind of is. I know that isn't your head, but (laughs) and some people say, hey, I'm doing all these things and it's still not working for me. And that's that is why we offer the low cost lab work, because sometimes there are other things going on. Your thyroid actually does control your digestion. And there have been many people that's come in and said, I do all the things you say and I still don't go. Well, we run their lab work and realize their thyroid's not functioning like it should. So if you're one of those people, you know, go to our website, greenwisdomhealth.com and fill out the health survey. Um, like I said, there's lab panels online, but if you don't know where to start, which many don't, fill out the health survey first, and it comes directly to Dr. Lewis and myself. We'll take a look at it, and we can guide you on which panel would be best for your particular circumstances, because we want to make sure that when you're doing something for health, you're getting the biggest bang for your buck when you take something. So make sure everything's functioning correctly, and stop guessing at what you might need, and start testing And with that being said, we appreciate you listening to this week's show, and we'll be right back next time. Have a great week. Once again, our show has come to an end, but your hope and your health is only beginning. If you or a loved one are in need of a different outcome and are waiting for a brighter future, take the first step and go to our website and fill out the health survey. Please don't keep us a secret. If you know someone that could benefit from this podcast, please share this show with your friends and family. You're only one step away from a life worth living.